This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Internets, my name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, and of course, we have our third member, Brandy Womack. Yay! Hey. Uh, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Every single episode starts off with a Deuce salute. Yes, sir. There you go. Good old natty, you, natty you ice. Tuesdays and Fridays. That's next. Because every episode drops on Tuesdays and Fridays. For, for your, your listening, listening pleasure. pleasure. Oh, yeah. Pleasure. pleasure, of course. Well, speaking of listening pleasure, I wanted to talk to you about something you were just saying two seconds ago. What? Introduce our guest. Oh, well, yeah. Well, uh, we love to have friends with us on the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And we have our amazing friend and author of the Task Force Gaia series. That is G A E A. David Berger, welcome back to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. Yes. Yay. And definitely go to davidbergerbooks.com and check out his Task Force Guys series books. Awesome. Go in there. You can get the Kindle version. You can go get the. Uh, you can even get an autographed copy if you go to PayPal. Email him. Be like, hey, I want, a, I want an autographed copy. He'll do that. He'll set that up for you. Free oh. shipping, too. Really yeah. cool. So. Groovy. So de- definitely check that out. That's Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. So there you go. Deuce. Okay. Oh, so, now, so yeah. Pleasure. So you were talking listening about pleasure. pleasure. Listening okay. pleasure. You were talking about being a narcissist in the pre-show. I was meeting. just kidding. Well, yes. So I'm listening to our podcast the other day because somebody walks in my office and I'm looking around and they're like, I hear you talking, but you're not talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to my podcast. And I'm like, you're listening to your own podcast. And I said, yes, yes, I am. Like, you are a narcissist, sir. Like, you, you, you have to listen to yourself. Talk. That is the most narcissistic thing well, I've ever heard. By closed doors, Brandy. What? What? You do the I, same thing? Absolutely. Every episode, Every episode that right? I'm on. Yeah, you listen to I'm it. If right? I'm on, yeah. I listen to it. Well, <laughs> the, the thing is, is we've gotten to the point where we've done these enough. I don't remember, and because we're like a week or two behind, like I don't remember what I said in the episode. Yeah. So it's it's all new to me when I'm listening to it when we finally publish well, it. So. Sometimes you're not listening to everything. And like if we've got a lot of people in the room. Oh, yeah. You, you don't hear like all the little things. Or sure. something. Yeah. 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 And then also just check it for quality assurance purposes. Like, because there's been once or twice, it's been a very, very long time. But like in the beginning where we might have like an edit or I'm like, oh, the, we need to, you know, fix this little part or something. So it always. Hope that turned out okay. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. you know. But but I would I would say that. No, it's straight up narcissism on my end. Yeah, oh <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, I got to listen to how funny I am. <laughs> <laughs> I do laugh at myself though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but also, you got to look at it too. Uh, when you have like a guest on or a friend on too, yeah. and you get to they get to share it with their friends that may necessarily not be part of your friends list. So it's yeah. kind of cool in that way too. So that's another reason we love to have friends on is it's the potential <coughs> to have our podcast here heard by other people that wouldn't necessarily check it out. So like with David, when you share mm-hmm. the episode you know you might have people that that's never heard a whole new audience base. which is really yeah, cool you know and that's definitely. another thing too with our show is like when we plug your book for example people may not have heard of your your task force uh, guy series books and now they might want to check it out so it's really it's kind of like a, a symbiotic relationship yeah. there scratch your back mm-hmm. i scratch my back or yeah. wait, i totally screwed that up we scratch <laughs> each other's backs whatever that phrase is i totally screwed wow, that phrase up it's you scratch my back i'll scratch yours. there you go there you go so uh but yeah so it's it's interesting for me because like the podcasting we've been doing this for two years now dude mm-hmm. it's hard to believe yeah. over 180 episodes i know I, I looked at it today we're like 183 or 84 and i was yeah. like holy shit man, we didn't know how long go? this was gonna go like, it seemed like yeah it seemed like we just started this thing like yesterday i know right so it's been fun and we talk about it an assortment of things, anywhere from video games to television to movies to, to wrestling to comic books. The other day, we talked about Magic the Gathering and Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the same <laughs> episode, which was fascinating. Along with tank top etiquette. So. Tank top <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> the first thing I said to Johnny when he told me that uh, you guys talked about uh, Magic the Gathering and Buffy. I'm like, oh, so we're actually finally following through on the YouTube, on the YouTube info. Video, yeah. yeah, we have for those at home that haven't seen it, we have a we we have a YouTube channel. Uh, Tell them what the YouTube channel YouTube. is. YouTube.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast. Uh, sorry, sometimes <laughs> our whole walk seventy five cents from uh, YouTube so far. Yes, we have made seventy five cents. So thank you for those that have been listening, uh, watching. Uh, but we have a, we we have an introduction video because you if mm-hmm. I was told a long time ago if you put an introduction video people like that they can see what you're about before they actually invest in your channel uh we just need to put more content on there because brandon and i were actually watching our mario maker i have two more two more of those in the can yeah, by the did way did you know that there's two more episodes of let's play mario yeah. maker we've been so busy you know well, it's that just back and our number one priority yeah. is the audio podcast i told him i'm like you need to get on that shit well yeah. we've got a couple other things video wise he's got yep. to edit first yeah we got something for somebody we need to get done but uh, yeah yeah. But we can get to it, and I just think it's – the problem is, is A, the podcast comes first. The that's the number one priority. Because Everything else is extra. Yes. Everything else is just feeder bands to kind of get them back to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, poor Johnny, I mean, God bless him. He does this with me one night a week. He's working all the time, and plus, you know, the video stuff, he can only edit when he's at home. Right. And I kind of have strict rules with him that he needs to spend time with you and the kids too. I don't yeah. want him getting – burn out and doing a ton of sure. stuff on the show because i mean yes it is our second job and we love it but i'm i'm really adamant about he needs to spend time with you and the kids Family. too i don't want this taking over well one of the cool time. things is now that brandy's more involved and more integral into the show is the yeah. fact that she kind of gets to hang out with us you know and i get to well, see her you know during now the- that i'm on the like i've always been involved in the show but, but now you're actually behind part, the scenes behind yeah. the scenes yes <laughs> now she's more of an on-air talent role. yes on-air um, talent so. which i'm hoping she's going to be on twitch tv soon like i'm really 
you two need to pick it up on your Twitch game. She has. She is on Twitch. She's on. She. We did a whole Minecraft uh, episode Wait, on Twitch forever ago. Yeah, you weren't on it. Uh, well, it yeah, was no one shit, night. But I'm saying you like sh- people. Well, she plays Minecraft all the time. Twitch that shit. Hour <laughs> na- ninety minutes on Twitch right now. You can go to twitch.tv forward slash Happy Hour Podcast and you can see Brandy playing um, uh, Minecraft. Unintentionally, uh, unintentionally build a house that ended up looking like a turtle. It looks like a turtle. <laughs> didn't mean she, to do it. <laughs> she didn't Just think like, about it in the beginning, and then, and then I'm like, hey, because I was kind of like talking to the audience as it was going on and and uh yeah it looks, looks like a turtle house so <laughs> i didn't mean to do it there you <laughs> go turtle how it worked out turtle house so actually i thought because we had we had a uh questions for david in our last episode i thought i would just kind of throw in one of the questions uh organically i guess because batman vs superman came out right mm-hmm. mm-hmm. brandy and i have not seen it Deuce, uh-uh. did you ever end up getting to see it yeah yeah i okay. saw it opening weekend okay and david you saw it uh, i've seen the original and i've seen the, the extended cut Ooh. Oh, there's. Oh, we yeah, should talk the, about the, the ex- ultimate edition. Yeah. I want to ask you about that. Oh. Yeah, because I haven't seen. I haven't seen either. And it, what? What is your main? Uh, you would say your main thing that you got away from the extended cut. Like what? What? What did they do that made it extended cut? Like this more footage yeah, or like thirty minutes? Didn't they? There's. Yeah, it's almost a three hour film. Yeah. Um, oh wow! But it's so much better. I mean, I love the movie. I love Batman vs Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's there's little plot holes that you don't realize until you see the extended cut, and then you see all these little background pieces, and you go, "Oh my god, that makes so much more sense now. Why they did that, mm-hmm. or where that character was coming from, or yeah, it's it's just, and it's not major stuff too. I, I there are a few little things you'll see, and they've probably been teased on the internet as well, but there's just more. I don't know. There's there's more there too. When you finish the movie, you feel like you you've watched a complete film. Where with the original. I really liked it, but I knew there were some things they had to cut out for the time. Yeah, and it was a be- it was a mistake. I think they should have released the full version. I and, think they would have done because it's pretty mixed. I'd yeah. say yeah. it's like half and half. You talk to somebody, it's like fifty percent. Like some people love it, some people hate it. It's like you, there's not really like one or the other. But like one hundred. Maybe if they had extended the right. full version, it more people would more people would like. Oh, it. easily, I think so. Yeah, because I heard that they the I heard the same thing. I heard the extended cut. Much better. So, but also the extended cuts are rated, if I remember correctly. Um, I think so, but I don't remember anything huge okay. as far so guess, as yeah. that's concerned. I mean, there there were just extra pieces added in from different scenes, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought the the first movie was b- almost borderline R rated anyway. Oh, so I it agree wasn't with you. Like when I was sitting there watching, I'm like, this is PG thirteen. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? So yeah, um. So just, just go for the R and call it a day, man. <laughs> well, yeah, no kidding. The reason no they kidding. don't do that is because then so many people can't go see it because mm-hmm. they want the money from the the teenage, the teenage. audience. And, well, you know. the main problem is y- you look at something like Daredevil, where it was already essentially the comics were NC seventeen almost, like they're very hardcore. Daredevil. Daredevil. I totally screwed that. Up. I'm looking up. I'm looking up at our good friend Josh Bauer. His uh, I think you mean Deadpool. 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 Thank Excuse you. Excuse me. Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool is already kind of like R-rated in the comics, anyways, and and even more so in the Max series. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that makes sense for that movie to be R-rated. Like if they if they made it a PG-13, sure, quote unquote, people could, more people could view it, but I don't know if it would be as successful as it as it was. So that's mm-hmm. why I have a problem when they make a franchise that was already established as PG-13. Uh, I'm not on board about it on R-rated Wolverine, even though I love Wolverine as a character and I love the idea. You know, of him being harder and more edgier, but I I don't like the idea of them going. All right, well, we're gonna essentially just you know, uh, not what's the word I'm using, um, ostracize 
all these people that have been able to watch these Marvel movies all of a sudden. Now you saying, oh, I can't watch the last you know Wolverine movie because I have to be 17 and accompanied by an adult. So for me, I kind of feel a little like an established franchise. You're all of a sudden go R-rated. You kind of cut off a – you segment the audience that was already watching it in a way. So I kind of feel a little weary about going R-rated. Uh, now, Batman vs. Superman – you know, I, I think maybe they could have started it because it was. You can almost say it's a rebirth of the of the franchise, if you will. You know, they're yeah. kind of going into that whole Justice League. Uh, set, it's called the Dawn of Justice. They're setting up for the Justice League or whatever. I've been doing this a lot tonight. Qu- hand quotes. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, say your fingers hey, are going to start. Yeah, look at these little bunny ears. Hey, air quotes. <laughs> uh, air quotes all day long. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Typical narcissist. Yeah. Wow. Narcissist. No. Um, wow. Cats meowing. You can hear that in the background. No, uh, no, they can't. Um, I've tried. I've checked. I mean, if you turn it, if you if you turn your volume up on your podcast, like to like ninety percent, where you can, our talking would make you go deaf. You can kind of hear the cat in the <laughs> background. Uh, anyways, but I, I, one of the things I wanted to get from both of your opinions since you've seen the movie is like I, I heard really good things from two different types, two different people. I heard people love Ben Affleck as mm. Batman. That he yeah. did really well. People awesome. were like, yeah. he should be That's Batman. It. From from now on, mm-hmm. and I also heard really good things from um, Gail Gadot. Gadot um, Gal Gadot, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Her uh, as Wonder Woman, her she was excellent. Oh, amazing! So I heard that amazing. from a lot of people. So like, yes, she agrees too. She agrees as well. Um, but so like now that there is a Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Now that there is, it's a cat distraction. Now that there is a Wonder Woman film coming out. Mm-hmm. Like one of the questions that we were getting in our email question for you was, what do you what are you looking for in this Wonder Woman film? Because you know, obviously, you have this established lineage with Linda Carter and all these different people that have played her as played Wonder Woman. And of course, you have the animated series. There's a bunch of excellent, actually, animated series uh, on Wonder Woman. DC's done a really good job with their animated uh-huh. features. Uh, what do you what do you want in a Wonder Woman film? That's a really good question. I mean, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan and. You actually have um, like a like Wonder a Wonder Woman room, in his like house. a like a room or not? I wouldn't call it like a shrine, but like a. Oh, uh, I would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a shrine. It's a shrine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, so it's my like home office, which is which is a, a Wonder Woman collection room and, and memorabilia awesome. room. It is so yeah, great. Really um, it, it, it is especially that new desk. Oh my gosh, yeah. that was so Dope. awesome! Yeah, and then you've got like fan art up there, and you've got like all kinds of just collectibles. It's 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 it is awesome. Like it, it's really cool. No, it's it's my place of inspiration to do my writing. But as far as the movie is concerned, I mean, I know the direction. I kind of know the direction they're heading in from bits and pieces I've heard. I I don't. I, I will I will go on record in saying I'm not a big fan of the whole sword business. I think she's a character that doesn't need a sword as a weapon. She's she's never really used that as her mainstay. It's been in the comics, but it's never been her thing. Um, she's you know supposed to be this Amazon warrior with incredible strength and skill and martial art martial abilities and. She has her bracelets for, for defense, you know, and she doesn't need a shield either. Um, so I want them to play up her her power. I want them to play up her, um, the thing she actually owns, you know, the lasso, which is huge, which I'm so glad they used that in the Batman versus Superman movie. Yeah. Um, and it actually glowed. So it, so it was actually some sort of some sort of magical thing. Sure. Um, I want to see her, the side of her that I want to see come out more is her compassion and her, her love toward towards humanity because she's not like Red Sonia. She's not a, a, a barbarian woman. She's supposed to be a sophisticated, she's a princess of, of a culture. She's been, you know, geared toward 
you know, a, a royal upbringing. So she's she's a woman with, with I guess she's classy, and she she also has a certain, I don't know, understanding of things. Even though she's you know, I guess five thousand years old in this upcoming movie, but she has this this wisdom she can bring to the world too. Mm -hmm. And I want to see that come out more than just a sword chopping off limbs and and violence. I think there's a part of her that yes, yeah, she's a warrior and she should play into that when when need be, but they need to show her as a character who can diffuse conflict as much as she can participate in it. I mean, that's a bigger, it's a big part of the character for me is which, why I have the room I do in my house is because the, the, the love and compassion and the wisdom and the strength that she embodies is not just about I can kick ass, but I know when not to, and I will extend my hand in friendship before I will use it to, you know, smack you down, basically. Yeah. That's, that's the way I would see it. She's almost she's just as say as powerful with her words than with her physical abilities. Oh, easily. So that's easily. that's interesting to think about that because also just for fun, I think it would be cool to have at least one scene her doing the one woman spin. Even if it's not on purpose, say she like happens to have the clothes underneath like she's like wearing, you know, cuz there's a shot of her in like a suit or like a woman's suit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, like a wo businesswoman suit, it'd be cool. If maybe she gets knocked around or whatever, and she or she gets I don't know, like <laughs> spins and her clothes come off. But it's in the actual one. That would I think DC would be clever enough to do like an homage like to that. There is a animated picture or a video clip of of Gagadot right after the filming was over, and she's on set and she's kind of doing a dance, like but she kind of spins she, a little yeah, bit. She's doing the spin dance. I saw that. It's that actually a, yeah. really made me like her a lot because yeah. I oh, was that's cool. very much on the fence I haven't about seen her when that. I saw her because I was like, because I'm used to Linda Carter. Linda Carter is my Wonder Woman. So mm -hmm. when, I, when I think of Wonder Woman in my yeah. mind, that's who I visualize. Yeah. And to see this very skinny young lady, I'm like, mm, no, she's Amazon. She's got more curves than that. Mm -hmm. But then to see her on screen and to see that video and to see her in the movie, I was like, all right, I might get on She's board got this the personality. train. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start getting on board this train now. You're yeah. winning me over slowly. There's a huge contingent of people on Facebook, especially, who are – it's a Linda versus Gal um, yeah. thing. I mean, there are groups oh, yeah? on Facebook that if you're in the Linda group and you even mention Gal's name, they ban you. I mean, it's – Wow. Just, so Automatic ban. Oh, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> That's not fair. You know, I grew up with Linda, too. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was my first exposure. That was one of the reasons why that character resonates with me so much. I mean, I, I own the DVDs and I've watched them occasionally. And yes, I'll be honest, I have tried the spin on occasion as well. Yeah. But the idea of, of the, her as Linda as the character was good for the 70s and for what she needed to be. And now there's a more modern version out there um, with a tweaked costume and, and so on. It needs to happen. You can't have the same. Uh, you, first of all, Linda can't play the role because she's right. too old now. Um, but you can't just always look to her as being the only one. That's right. not fair. What would you, would you rather not have Wonder Woman out there in the world? Right. Anymore? Exactly. You exactly. Know? It's like you need to accept that there's going to be new iterations to yeah. play these actors and actresses to play these characters that we love. Otherwise, the franchise dies, mm -hmm. and then you don't get any new content. You know what's funny no too is stories. is that with all like Batman and Superman, for example, when when Adam West played Batman, there mm -hmm. was no there was no huge uproar when other actors played him. No. There, when you know, I mean, I know George Reeves wasn't the first actor to play Superman, but even from that series and on going forward with Christopher Reeve and then Brandon Routh and so on, yeah. you didn't have the up the same kind of uproar. Mm -hmm. But with her, all of a sudden, it's nope, it's either one or the other, and we don't live in a binary world anymore. Right? No, we, we've you have to embrace both, or you know, or just I don't know, sit down and be quiet. I mm -hmm. guess. 
Good word choice. Binary. I like that. Um, it's a throwback to the other episode. I Brandy wasn't in the episode, but I talked about word choices. I like I compliment word choices being used. So yeah, <laughs> yeah binary. That's cool. Google it if you don't know. Um, it can be used in several ways and different has different meanings. So check that out. Um, anyways, oh my god, really? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, Google. All of a sudden, everyone's phones. No, it's voice detection. Uh, anyways, where am I going with this? I agree with you guys because you look at uh, Batman. Batman's also a, a, a character that there's a, obviously a huge fan base for, but the fans are divided too because you, you look mm-hmm. at, you know, people say, oh, well, Michael Douglas, he, Michael Douglas? Michael Keaton. Keaton, Michael Keaton. sorry. I'm like, Michael Douglas? Keaton. Who is he, Batman? <laughs> Michael du- uh, Michael Keaton, you know, like he is the Batman. He is the, the Tim Burton Batman is the only Batman. There's a lot of people that were like, that's no. it. And then you, and but then you see why. You know, you look at Val Kilmer. See, this is I've said this before a lot. M- Michael Keaton's great Batman. I love the first Batman. Uh, it was different though. Um, and it was new and it was dark and it was something that you know I was like, oh, I don't know if I can watch this. I was a kid. I'm like, this is kind of dark, literally and figuratively. And then you get in the Batman Returns. It started to get a little more playful and campy. Lot, campy is a good mm-hmm. word. And I didn't like Batman Returns. George as Clooney much. was that or Val Kilmer? No, no, no Batman Returns. Michael Keaton as well. Keaton as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Penguin yeah, and, and Michelle yes. Pfeiffer okay. is Catwoman, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, Danny DeVito right. is Penguin. And I didn't care much for that one, and and I don't think it actually holds up. I rewatched it, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago. I think the first Batman still holds up. Oh, first Batman holds up great. It's great, the second great. One's hit and miss. If that it's makes just sense. cheesy, it's campy, yeah. and, and not in a good way. Uh, and I, and I like, you know, I like the idea of the Penguin and of Catwoman and all that, but I just. Anyway. Didn't work for me. And then, of course, you had Val Kilmer. So that was Batman Forever, which I actually liked Batman Forever. Me too. Uh, I think Val Kilmer. And, see, and, and then it starts my whole love-hate relationship because you find an actor that's good only at Batman or at George uh, George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, George Clooney or nothing. No, uh, only as Batman Bruce. or Bruce, Bruce Wayne. So Val Kilmer, awesome Batman. He's a great Batman. He's dark. He's good-looking. Horrible looking. Bruce Wayne. Horrible. Yeah, he, 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 Bruce Wayne... I don't buy him as a charismatic playboy. Like he, he no, I don't buy well, it. Well, he can be. He just wasn't very good. In he that wasn't movie. very good in that. Um, and I like I like Jim Carrey as the Riddler, although he came across very Joker-ish, like maybe over the top. Because mm-hmm. Riddler, and the Riddler that I knew was always kind of subdued, like you know, using the breadcrumbs, if you will, to get to the the riddle, the the mm-hmm. joke or whatever, uh, the mystery, if you will. He wasn't as mm-hmm. in your face like the Jim Carrey version. Uh, but overall, I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, but it was the Batman and Robin that kind of really put fans like, all right, we're going to put bat nipples on your suit. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> like, who needs bat nipples? Like, <laughs> the world needed bat nipples. bat nipples. And then it's like, uh, and, then, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze. Like, that was, that was Mr. Freeze. That was some... That was great. It, like, I don't know if you've watched it lately. Oh if you just God. go in knowing that it's going to be super hokey, and oh. just like go in knowing it's, it's, that it's a comedy, not like an action movie. Oh, you you you'll enjoy it. Oh, gosh. And well, so lot, that's, that's how I went into it because I yeah. wasn't like super duper into the Batman yeah, movies either. So I mean, going, I'd seen yeah. them, but I wasn't like a fangirl over them or anything. Yeah. So when that one came out, I was I was like, all right, Alicia Silverstone's hot. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they try to pick up like good looking, good looking <laughs> actors, right? They had uh, what's his name is Robin um, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. yeah, he's a good looking dude, and you know he's a good looking guy. And Uma Thurman, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's hot. And I actually didn't mind as her as Poison Ivy. I thought she looked the part, uh, but Schwarzenegger really just was off putting. Maybe yeah, I like, overanalyzed he was, he was it. Cheese fest in it the whole time. He was like, you know, 
He was doing full Arnold, not little Arnold, full Arnold, like yeah. the whole time. It was yeah, like, and he was really? making all these like cold jokes, pun- like ice jokes. I'm just yeah. like, no. it's time to put you on ice. I'm like, oh, like, just, no. yeah, just really no. bad. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, it just oh, it, it no. wasn't good, and it, and it's also like or, a set. What's that other line? Um, uh, oh, something about uh, the poison ivy's thing. He's like, it's true that it can. Uh, warm a man's heart or something. Yeah, like I was just like, just, wow, it's like doesn't work on, on a frozen ten, heart like, or something like wow. that. I just think every day he was going back to his trailer and smoking the finest cigars and drinking the best scotch. He's like, this is the easiest money. I'm stealing this money right now. <laughs> like just taking it. But the thing is, Mister Freeze, and that's what hit me because as a com, that's when I really started to really read comic books back then, and I really started to like really dive into it. And I remember, you know, reading. I had friends give me the Frank Miller yeah. stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, Batman has such an awesome series of comics, and they're almost like just m- making a mockery of the Batman series. And that, and I felt really offended almost. And I had to hold. And my my dad's like, you just need to realize that the comics. He's the one that first told me and really told me, you know, you need to treat the comics and the movies as separate entities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough though because you have that mm-hmm. that bias. Exactly. Sure, sure. So, and I remember that was what I was saying earlier is that whole Batman Bruce Wayne thing. George Clooney, charismatic is all get out. The dude is so char- he he exudes charisma, and he I buy him as Bruce Wayne. I think he's an awesome Bruce Wayne. He's he's charming. He can be a dick. I don't buy him as Batman though. That's the problem. <laughs> so like you get like. Val Kilmer, awesome Batman, horrible Bruce Wayne. Then you get a great Bruce Wayne as George Clooney, and he's horrible as Batman. So it's kind of like a, you never got. I don't some, think he was horrible. He just wasn't what you right. think of as Batman. And that's why you look at the the Nolan series, and you have to just see to treat it as an own trilogy because yeah. like it, it doesn't even feel like a comic book movie to me. Those movies, you know, for the most part, I, the, the Dark Knight Rises was the weakest of the three, but like the Dark Knight is just a masterpiece. Like that's not even it's a psychological thriller mm-hmm. that happens to be in the Batman Batman universe. Like mm-hmm. that's how I treat it. I don't even call it a comic book movie. That's like almost blasphemy to call it a comic book movie, in my personal opinion, because it's just master storytelling. Dude, um, I will watch the Dark Knight over and over again. It's it excellent. is just wonderful. Uh, so you look at you comic movies in general, like they they have kind of like a, like Deuce said, you have preconceived notions. Like I don't know, like going into something like the Fantastic Four, you know, there's such a lineage with those mo- those yeah. those books. You know, the Jack Kirby and uh, Stan Lee, you know, they had such a lineage. You know, the Fantastic Four were a part of everything. They 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 were part of any sort of main franchise. The fr- the Fantastic Four were there, and now it's like what what was it? Marvel or no Fox owns um, Fox, Fox owns, owns and that's confusing as a fan too because you're like hey all these different companies own why can't Marvel just do everything themselves you know because it's like you have uh, Fox that does X-Men and they have Deadpool and they have uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four. and then you have Sony which has Spider-Man and then you have Marvel which has everything, everything else. else so it's very confusing as a you know as a fan you're like mm-hmm. oh why can't you just have that's what was such a what Bring it, them all under the same umbrella. Exactly. You're like what Deuce said in a few episodes ago. They're essentially uh, renting Spider-Man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So y- y- you know, because it's de- technically you know. F- we had a conversation the other day about Quicksilver, and how I really liked the Avengers movie as right. a whole, but I really like Quicksilver from 
Days, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Yeah. So much better. Way better. Yeah. I just yeah. oh, I liked I loved him in in that like that version of Quicksilver. I love that. I like that one way better. Yeah. And Days of Future Past as a whole is also a really great movie. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I enjoyed the hell of it. What's your history with comic book movies, <laughs> David? Like what what have you, have you are you caught up? Have you only see certain ones that catch your interest? Like um, I would say I'm caught up with most of them. I mean, I prefer DC movies, and I'll watch Marvel, of course, but because it's comic books, and yeah. um, I haven't seen the uh, X Men Apocalypse. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Age of Ultron. I felt like the the voice of the Ultron character was too human. Mm-hmm. I expected mm-hmm. more of a robotic voice. Robotic, it's, it yeah. just seemed like way off to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of done with X Men. I mean, there have been so many X-Men movies over and over and over and over that I think, and the same thing with Wolverine, I feel like he's he's the Batman of the Marvel Universe. I mean, yeah. every every movie that's made by Marvel or ma- you know, made it with him is just, okay, I'm tired of him and every time he shows up on screen with his you know, with the adamantium claws and whatnot. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm ready for something different from them. Um, that's why, I, I, like when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I was excited about that. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. something different we haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the sequel um, with uh, Batman versus Superman and, and the upcoming movies that are coming from in that cycle now. I'm looking forward to see what DC does with their main heroes. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to probably put, be putting Marvel on the back seat so much. I mean, Suicide Squad, I, I want to see. That, that looks yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else that's coming out. What else is coming out, Deuce? Um, the oh my ne- god! The next one Fucking everything is coming out. <laughs> well, no, no, the yeah, next yeah. one out the gate is going to be Suicide Squad because that's coming out here in a couple weeks. Because um, that's the only bad thing. I'm going to be in Jamaica the week it comes out. So the going to oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, a couple so weeks. When I come back from Jamaica, that's going to be like one of the first things I do is go see. Well, Suicide I agree, Squad. and I'm said this before. I, I think Suicide Squad. And I'm saying it right because I used to always stumble yeah. Suicide Squad. I was, I could say it right. It looks so different than anything else that's out right now. Like just the way it's shot, it's the way it looks. Like it, the characters, Man, it looks fun. Like this yeah. is like one of the few movies I've seen lately where I'm like, damn, that looks like that's just gonna be a fun, you know, hour and a half, two hours popcorn movie. Like, yeah. and I have a good time because like Civil War, they kept trying to sell it as, oh, this is gonna be the big turning point for the Marvel universe and everything's gonna change after this movie. And I'm like, can't we just? see Tony Stark and Captain America, you know, smack around some bad guys and have a good time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be, like, crazy serious all the time. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking forward to just a fun movie with colorful characters. Because, I mean, as a fan, that's what brought me to the table to comic books to begin with. The, like, the pages, they're really colorful. And you've got these bright characters with these amazing powers. And they were fun. But, I don't... It's weird. Marvel movies, for me, they're usually good, but there's some that have been real hits and some that have been, like, real misses for me. Like, Ant-Man. I didn't think I was going to love Ant-Man as much as I did, but I loved it. I was no, like, I liked it, too. Oh, it yeah. was so fun. Mm-hmm. And it just was out of left field because I guess going in, I had no, like, preconceived notions. Like, I knew that who the character Ant-Man was and the Wasp and all the backstory, but I was like, okay, let's see. And then mostly a blank slate. Yeah, account. and I love Paul Rudd. Like Paul Rudd's mm-hmm. just awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I have a question for for you guys because I'm a little bit out of loop. Has okay. there been anything further uh, since the whole Captain America comic book controversy? Yeah. Yes, the there part has two came been. out. Yeah. And what is there? It's the, the it's implanted memories. Memories. Yeah. So it's, it wasn't real. It wasn't memories. really him. Yeah. Okay. Because 
I was fucking pissed off. Well, I don't know if <laughs> if you guys listened. I was on the Mighty Marvel yeah, did. Geeks yep. podcast mm-hmm. and talked about it, and yeah, like people were adamant and very very. Angry well, the whole internet exploded because yeah. mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah, because of what Captain America was based on. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was based on the. He was based on America's revolt against, you know, Germany, essentially, yeah. the idealism of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, Hydra was the well, man- the comic book manifestation of Nazi, Nazi, party. Nazi party, you know. And so. it, you made a post, actually, mm-hmm. about it on Facebook that I was like, that was, like, perfectly eloquent and summed up everything that I feel about that whole thing. Because Captain... Er- is written by Jewish men, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to sit there and say "Hail Hydra," mm-hmm. it basically co- was just a big just giant bird big, to them. Yeah, yeah, big slap in the face. So I was really upset. Okay, so yeah, the whole internet exploded, and there was actually a whole uh, the demographic. Uh, uh, of the Jewish people that read comic books, they were outraged by this. Mm-hmm. They were like, "I'm not going to read. I'm going to boycott, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Marvel book or Marvel books." Yeah, yeah, yeah Marvel. Sorry, there's so many comic book movies out there. Uh, comp, uh, Marvel book uh, books because of this. Because it's just like I, Captain America is not. This is this is like going. It's it's just like if you're taking like a a righteous, really good character, and all of a sudden you found out that they're evil. You know, like mm-hmm. this is a ploy the whole time. Like that's. That's a huge slap in the face, you know, especially to readers that have been reading a long time, you know. So, like, I was up. I, I'm Which not was the my whole issue that I had with the Superman movie, too. But that's I'm another topic. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Captain America fan. It's not that I don't like the character. I I just find him a little boring. That's just for me. I mean, I uh, the comic book, like, the first Captain America movie I thought was kind of boring. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it was so great, World War and all this. I'm like, yeah. It's not my favorite. In and the Hugo series. Weaving wasn't that terrifying as the Red Skull. I was like, eh. So that's no, why w- it's not my favorite of all the movies that are out there. That's why I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, and I now know I'm against the majority. A lot of people like the Cap- first Captain America movie, but I preferred the Thor movie because there's a saying f- I hated it. I, there's just others that I like better. I preferred the Thor, uh, the first Thor movie, uh, just because it was mm-hmm. a fish out of the water experience. It wasn't an origin story because Thor has always existed. Like the whole mythos has always existed. Mm-hmm. So you weren't really telling a backstory. You were kind of saying this is where Thor is at, at that point in time. Yeah. So for me, it was more fascinating to throw him in a world he doesn't know and kind of see how you'd react to it a fish out of water you know and I, that's why I preferred the Thor, Thor movie over the Captain America movie even though you just liked it because it had Natalie Portman <sighs> yeah Natalie Portman's cool <laughs> you know? and see, I liked it because it had Chris Hemsworth yeah so. well Chris, <laughs> Hem- Chris Hemsworth is dreamy mm-hmm. he really is yeah, I, I liked it because you know it's both so, I think it's funny know. because like I, I love when you Brandy and I this is kind of off topic but related I love when you see something that's like popular and you like it and then you go back and then see a character in something else and you forgot that they were mm-hmm. in that other thing mm-hmm. like I remember you know uh, Law, uh, John Locke and Lost like he was in some other show for for years after I now I can't remember the show but he was in like this television show and I'm like oh my gosh that's John Locke with hair and then and then we we saw something like the High Sparrow in, in uh, Lord of the, uh, in uh, uh, Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones. he he was in uh, James Bond movie I'm like as a villain I'm like I just totally forgot it's about like, oh, that yeah. it's so fascinating to see and then you think Chris Hemsworth he was uh, 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 James T. Kirk's dad in uh, the the reboot, which was like the most emotional five minutes of movie cinema yeah. like ever. The first five minutes, of like the, oh my gosh, that's Thor before he was Thor. It's mm-hmm, cool to go mm-hmm. back and, and realize people before they you know what other works they did beforehand, and, and, and it catches you off guard. Like oh my gosh, look who that is, you know. Yeah. 
So imagine like the world like seeing the the Capital One uh, card, you know, with Sam Jackson, and then all of a sudden being like, "Oh my gosh, that's the guy in snakes in the plane." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> really? Out of everything that Sam Jackson's has done, I you just snakes on a plane. I still want him in one of those commercials to when he does the "What's in your wallet?" Yeah. To pull out his wallet and say, "Bad that motherfucker!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, That'd be awesome. They have to like blur it out, and all you see is bad, just like a. That blur. would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That, that would, would win my day. Oh, <laughs> or he gets hit in the face and all of a sudden he has to pull, put on an eye patch at the end. That'd be awesome. I don't know, but like No, 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 no. was oh, I can't remember what the joke was, but the short version was like they ain't paying you enough at Marvel. You got to do you got to be the Capital One guy. You got to sell credit cards. It's talking of paying enough. We're going to pay some bills and we'll be right back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Agia Productions is an Orlando-based film and photo company. They work with a lot of local cosplayers, shooting their pictures against the green screen will allow the team to make the cosplayer into a real-life hero. Agia has done some charity work as well, working alongside Rock Pink for breast cancer awareness. Find them at a convention and you'll be able to rent out one of the talented photographers to take some awesome high-def pictures of you and your family. Not a cosplayer? That's okay, too. Agia can take you and your family and put them anywhere you want to be. Also, Agia Productions does weddings, graduation, quinceaneras, bar mitzvahs, you name it, and you need a photo crew, Agia can do it. Also, don't miss out their newest film short, The Corridor. Find The Corridor on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Corridor Film. Also, go to Agit's website at www.agiatt.com to learn more about them and give them a like on Facebook. And don't forget, forget to, to tell them, them that, that the Happy, Happy Hour, Hour with, with Johnny and Deuce, Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Josh Bauer, a.k.a. JB Designs. If you haven't seen his work, he does amazing stuff. He does comic book art, video game characters, movie art. It's awesome. It's even hanging right now in our Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce Studios. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Head to www.joshbauerartist.com, and that's www.joshbauerartist.com, and you can find him on all his social media outlets, including Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. And make sure to follow his event page and catch him at upcoming events like JB Designs Invades Tampa Bay Comic Con August 5th through August 7th and Claremont Comic Con November 20th. Also, you can find his online store at jbdesigns.storeenvy.com. That's jbdezigns.storeenvy.com. You can find his original paintings, prints, posters, and mini prints. And Deuce, there's a special promo code for our Happy Hour listeners. If you'll put in the promo code Deuces on the Loose, and that is spelled D-U-C-E-I-S-O-N-T-H-E-L-O-O-S-E, you'll get 25% off prints, posters, and mini prints. And if you see them on one of the upcoming events, tell them you're a Happy Hour podcast listener to receive something special. And don't forget to see our boy and our friend Josh Bauer of JB Designs and don't forget to tell him that the Happy, Happy Hour with, with Johnny, Johnny and Deuce sent you.
and we're back <laughs> with happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. I'm Johnny. I got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Our third member, my life partner, Randy Womack. And of course, Suck we have up. our amazing friend and author <laughs> of the Task Force Gaia series, uh, David Berger. So, what is up? What is up? Uh, and uh, we are the happy hour, Johnny and Deuce, and we're talking about everything today. It's we like are. A, it's a potpourri of patio. Yep. So, Deuce, you, had, you said you had a question yes, for David. Yes, I've got a question for you because you said you've been reading the new DC Comics Rebirth stuff. Yes. What's kind of your take on that? As far as what well, exactly? I, a lot of people that I know have kind of, who, who like we said in the earlier episode, they'd kind of gotten away from comics, but because of Rebirth, they're now kind of coming back to mm-hmm, comics mm-hmm. and getting their pull list again and actually reading again. And from the reactions I've seen for the most part, have been extremely positive. It seems like people are like, mm-hmm. this is basically, this is what the new 52 should have been when they started this two or three years ago. They're like, if they had started it like this, it, the new 52 probably would have kicked off and they wouldn't have had to done this whole rebirth. But everybody seems to be loving it. So, No, I mean, I... It would have w- had a lot more momentum, you think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Sorry. so. No, no, that's, that's true. It would have had a lot more momentum. And I think I, I gave up on the new 52 after about, I don't know, maybe... 15 issues into certain yeah. books. And of course, when, with the Wonder Woman book, I wasn't a big fan of the direction it was going in. With um, Brian Azzarello, his writing just wasn't what I wanted. But I, I gave myself about 15 issues. Yeah. Which is over so, a year because you think 15 issues. That's yeah. 15 months. So that's a long oh, yeah. time to give a book. Well, mm-hmm. I have been a completist with her books specifically, yeah. good or bad. I always collected them. And this was the first time I stopped collecting her book. Wow. So for, for about five years, I haven't been collecting books, I guess four or five years. So when the rebirth was announced and I didn't know anything about it, I just said, okay, well, I want to see what's going on first. And yeah. they had the re- the first Rebirth special issue that came out. Yeah, which was and huge. I, yeah. Have you read it yet? I haven't read it yet, but I think my favorite thing was one of the comic book stores over in Orlando, a comic shop. They had this little sign underneath it, and it said, Rebirth is like John Jeff Jones, I guess is the writer, giving you a giant hug. And he said Aww. that was just like what it was. It was like, come home, friend. There, I read that that first book, um, the first Rebirth book, and I got teary-eyed. There were yeah. some scenes that were very emotional because, and I'm not going to give away spoilers, yeah. but it, it, it brings a lot of things full circle. Yeah. And when you get to those revelations, you you have literal, oh, my God, moments. Yeah. And I, I finished the book, and I, I, as I told you in the other episode, I sit in my car and I read my comics, and yeah. I can't leave the store until I do that. And I sat in the car, air conditioning's running, no radio. I'm just sitting there quietly, and I'm just thinking about, wow, this is going to be the thing that gets me back into reading comics. Yeah. Wow. And then with the other number ones that started coming out, and then when Wonder Woman number one yeah. came out and a bunch of the others, I was just amazed at, at the turnaround. I felt like they had done a 180-degree turn, yeah. and all of a sudden all this – all the weight and negativity that people were sniping about the new 52 was suddenly, you know, it still exists as part of continuity, but the way they're doing it, it's, I thought it was brilliant and the way they handled it. And so, yeah, I mean, if it gets me back into comics again and and pouring out money and they're two 99 issues, they're not five bucks. That that's the one thing is, is they told me, 
because I, I asked somebody because I've got a couple friends of mine. One is uh, a friend of mine who does a Mighty Marvel podcast, which is a great show. You guys should take a listen to. And a couple other of my friends that do comic book related podcasts. I'm like, hey, you guys, the guys are in the know. Like, what am I looking at cover price? And they said that DC is pretty much keeping all their books at like two ninety nine, mm-hmm. three bucks. And then they said, if you're doing anything other than that, it's going to float between like three and five bucks, depending on if it's a Marvel book or if it's an indie title or who's printing it. They each have different prices, but mm-hmm. I guess the DC's kind of hard line is trying to keep it at two ninety nine, keep the price point low, yeah. which yeah. I think is smart because if the book's three bucks, I'll buy you know four or five books. But if they're five bucks a piece, I'm only going to buy right. two or three. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, the other thing, and I, and I could be wrong on this, it seems like with the New 52, they pared down the titles. Like, there's not as many titles as there were before in the DC line, and maybe I'm wrong on that. But when I was looking at it, I was like, you know what? This might be the time to jump on because there's not – there isn't, like, four different Superman books and four different Batman books. There's, like, one of each book. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it looked like to me, so – yeah, and there also, I mean, th- th- there's also other books coming out that are jumping out of the Rebirth series right. of, of other characters that we, we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to see that resurgence again. There are some other books, and, and without without giving any spoilers away, it's hard, it's hard to talk about without doing that, but there are some things that happen in the Rebirth concept that are going to bring some characters we haven't seen in a long time, I think, back, back into the, into the DC Universe. Yeah. And it's going to be a good thing. And yeah. so far, I have really, I mean, you know, Facebook being the pulse of the world for most people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the people, if not all the people I've talked to, have really enjoyed the direction that the Rebirth books have gone. Yeah. Um, and for me, of course, the big one was the Wonder Woman book. And, and they're doing a two, two different plot lines. One's like a first year okay. storyline, and then one's like a, a current st- storyline. Okay. So, um, so like an A plot and a B plot. Yeah, yeah. So I know that um, Greg Rucka is doing both, but there's different artists. So oh, for the okay. year one storyline, Nicola Scott, who I love her work. You, if you ever just Google Nicola Scott Wonder Woman, she's an amazing artist, or Nicola Scott in general. She did a lot of. She's done a lot of other books, um, but she's doing the 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 year one stories. And Liam Sharp is doing, who's also amazing, is doing the uh, the current timeline book. Yeah. But that alone, just having two different storylines in in a rebirth concept for that book too, is it's not that it's unheard of, but it's it's going to bring in a lot more readership because yeah. you're dealing with every other week basically, or every couple weeks you're going to have a another book to pick up that's not the same story. Yeah. So you're kind of be having, having to flip back and forth a little bit, which is fine for me. Yeah. But I've 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 read through all of the number ones yeah. of the rebirths, and I've just I've really enjoyed. The things they're they're starting to bring back. There's a certain return to certain dynamics of characters and yeah. certain things that, you know, once you read the first Rebirth, the actual main comic yeah. that started it. Um, I don't know how long you've been reading comics or what books you've ever been involved in in the oh, past. Oh, I've, I've been reading comics for a long time and, and big in Marvel and DC, but I'm I'm interested to see because it's from everything I've read and what everybody's told me, they've kind of brought Superman back to being Superman because in the new Fifty Two one, he was all over the place. Like he'd be powered, then he'd be depowered, and then yeah, everybody yeah. knew who he was, and it was like, what the hell, are you? Lois Lane? He doesn't even know Lois Lane. He's dating Wonder Woman. It's like. 
it's this. Well, yeah, that and that definitely changes yeah. in, the, in the rebirth. But it's not it's not a reboot though. I mean, the things that there's a, there's a certain reason for the way things happen, and yeah. you read the first issue, you'll see yeah. there's a certain catalyst to to all the changes. It kicks the whole thing off yeah. the most. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point, you realize, oh, from that point forward, you can see why every single character in the DCU is going to now be changed because of that particular character actually there's two characters right. um in that but I, it's i don't know have you read any of the rebirth books at all i haven't and i'm someone that read like almost all the new 52 so let me that's why i have a couple questions for you so like i i was someone that has been reading comments since 88 i think a long a long mm-hmm. time yeah yeah and and then i went through a year i went through my college years and i stopped reading for like four or five years of com- i stopped reading and it wasn't because I didn't want to read. I just got so busy with school, college, and, college and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It was sure. because college. College. <laughs> so I did. I was like, so I had to go get trades. You know, the pa- the yep. the volumes to be mm-hmm. able to read stories. And I would. I always. I was just collecting a lot of the one shot stories stuff that really you could just read in one. You know, one sitting or whatever, <laughs> or just one trade. And then I heard about the new Fifty Two, and I was like, you know what, the new Fifty Two would be an awesome entry to get back into comics because they're essentially, quote unquote, uh, restarting the series. Uh, and it was all obviously caused by the flashpoint uh, paradox or whatever. So like that mm-hmm. kind of introduced a lot of this stuff. And so for me, it was like, hey, I get to kind of collect comics again. And I was what collected how many? Ten to twelve a month? It, More it was than expensive. That? It was expensive. <laughs> but I was doing what you're doing, getting the trades yeah. and getting my stuff in the bins. And uh, and I was like, I was getting like twelve to fifteen comics a month. And that was expensive, mm-hmm. but I was enjoying it. And I have boxes and boxes in there in that closet of it's even just the new fifty two stuff. And so actually, there many. is some really good New 52 stories. Not all of it was, yeah, you know... Yeah, it wasn't all bad. It yeah, wasn't it was all, all bad. shite. Yeah. There was some really cool, uh, interesting takes on things. Like, I loved anything um, by uh, by Snyder uh, for Batman. Like, uh, he... Scott Snyder. Awesome. His Batman... His, just his main Batman storyline was phenomenal with the Court of the Owls and all that stuff. Fascinating stuff. And he did Batman right, um, and him, him and his artist Greg Capullo, awesome, great team. And then they did, they decided to, to r- try to right all the wrongs with what Superman was doing. Because I agree with dude, Superman. They, he went off the rails. It was awful. Man. The, well, there was action. The problem for, for, for readers was there's action comics, and then there was Superman, and then there was like another there was a, the other series, and then the I don't know. It was confusing, and that was the problem. Is there were so many series. Even I, I was just trying to get the main Bat books and the main Superman books, you know, and I, I got Justice Justice League, Justice League, which was amazing. That first couple of volumes were fantastic. Like, that's how you're supposed to get a story together, like get characters together, how they introduce Wonder Woman and how they introduce, uh, you know, how, like, quick, uh, Flash. Well, yeah, and the introduction was good. Yeah, but. it was great. Like, the first few volumes are great. And then, so for me, it's like, I was starting to get burned out. After a mm-hmm. while, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm at, like, Every month, so I started taking the comics away. Like, all right, now I'm down to ten. Now I'm down <laughs> to eight, and now I'm down to just, believe it or not, Batman and Robin. Um, I was amazing story. Nightwing, uh, there is the Batman Batman storyline, yeah. and Superman Unchained. Superman Unchained was actually really good. That was actually what Scott Snyder, the guy who did the Batman book, he decided to do a book, a, a Superman book, I, and he goes, "I'm going to take everything you know about Superman, and that's all you need to know." Which is, which is awesome because my problem with Superman was there, there was a lot of Superman books too. You know, there was the yeah, Superman. Was like yeah, there was like four or five different series. And I'm just like, and there's different. And then, and then DC was very convoluted because they were like, we don't, they all same universe, but they're different timelines and like different 
eras. I'm just like, like you're getting. You it was you confusing. Like need a degree in you quantum do. physics. You do. Like and then there was the whole. And then there was the whole arc where they all. I forgot the name of the series, but they were all crossed over and like. And then the Joker. The Joker storyline was cool, where like the Joker was featuring in all the different books and stuff. Like that was fascinating what they did with the Joker. And then it was just kind of like, Green Lantern did its own thing, and Green Lantern was like. Phew, doing his own thing, and then Hal Jordan wasn't Green Lantern anymore, and then, like, it was just all over the place. So as a reader, it was a very confusing time. Uh, they experimented a lot. So for me, it was like, I just want... I know, I'm putting my head over my head. I'm just like... <laughs> uh, so it, for me, it was confusing time as a reader. I was excited at first. Like, the first say, year and a half, I was, like, hardcore into it, reading everything. We bought, like, almost all the new 52 trades because you let me borrow them, yep. and... Like I, I love their the hit or miss, one. right? Yeah, Supergirl really Girl was really good. Um, uh, oh, and I love that. What was it? Uh, not uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Red Hood, and, Red the Hood and the Outlaws was fantastic. Awesome. I don't care what anybody says. That was that amazing. Was great. It was great. So like you did get shots of you know moments of greatness, and then everything else was just kind of like, <laughs> you know, like they had a Suicide Squad, and they had you know they had other things, and it was just kind of, eh, eh. eh. Marvel did the same thing. They did their Marvel Now series where they were like, we're going to reboot everything. And then Spider-Man has eight books. I'm just like, Spider-Man has eight books? What do I do? You know? So, like, <laughs> it was so confusing for mm-hmm. me. That's why I was like, you know what? I'll go. And, and thanks to Joss Whedon, he kind of helped me kind of write the ship because he was like, I have a series called The Astonishing X-Men. You don't have to know anything about the X-Men. Uh, just the main characters. You don't have to know how they were. What, just know what their powers are. You can pick up the book and finish it. Grant Morrison did an all-star Superman series. All you need to know is who Superman is. Uh, Lex Luger. Luger. Luther. Uh, sorry, getting the wrestling term there. Uh, Lois Lane. That's it. And you can read that book and understand it and have a good time. So a lot of the, mm-hmm. that's why I was almost just going at, going for one-shot stories, the stories that were all contained, you know, because mm-hmm. they were so easy to read. Uh, Superman for All Seasons done an amazing book, uh, which actually talks more about Superman uh, growing up as a kid. Uh, and like his his trials and tribulations growing up, you know, because you know char- Superman is a very human character, you know, because he wasn't born in Krypton, right? So, like, but his dad didn't die protecting a dog, right? <laughs> she's talking about a Man of Steel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're. Uh, anyways. Uh, but to get back to your original uh, question, it was like I I want to check out the rebirth stuff because it's kind of got me interested again. Like I have that like, but I'm not. But the nice thing is I'm not going 15 books deep this time. Yeah, I'm only I'm gonna like, pick like I'm one like, or two, you know, to really. I'm get like into. happy mm-hmm. for 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 you and your geekiness, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my god, my wallet. <laughs> so I'm just gonna pick like maybe like two or three books and just kind of get into it again, just so I can get back on the train if you will because I, I, I feel like I've been kind of out of it for or, a like, couple years. Or like you can pick two or three books and then like Deuce can pick two or three books and then, and then you guys can trade. Yeah, That's what we were kind of doing. I was just yeah. letting him and I were bar- letting each other borrow each other's trades. Yes. So um, that's kind of what we were doing. But but David, which out of the new books that you've read from Rebirth like, well, what, is what are there, the right? I don't even know. I don't even know you. like right now what, what what's out there in Rebirth. It's okay. basically all the main characters. Yeah, all the main characters are being, are, are being re- restarted. I should say. I didn't say rebooted. You've got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You have um, uh, Titans, mm-hmm. Titans. New, t- new Teen Titans. Um, Which, yeah, I've seen a lot you have of shit Aquaman. About that. I'm trying to think now. All the books. I'm there's just there's Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. There's a yeah. Green. Uh, yeah, and basically all the main all the main, the main heroes yeah. are starting out. 
Um, and to see that, what they're doing with each of those books, mm -hmm. they're not wiping things clean. Mm -hmm. no. it's, not like, it's not like when George Perez back in the 80s when they had the crisis on infinite earths and they just oh, yeah, totally they just wiped, wiped everything it. out. Yeah. It's, it's just they're, they're, the main Rebirth book explains basically what the, the whole catalyst is for the, for the way everything's going to be happening, at least for the first couple of issues of every series so far. So like when you get into um, the Teen Titans book, for example, you see how something you, you can automatically see in the, within the first book, there's a, dr there's a dramatic shift in the characters for a reason. And then other other books have same thing. Superman, I think, I see. I haven't. I wasn't reading the Superman book in the New Fifty Two, so I don't know what it was like before. But there's a, another huge thing that happened to him. And again, it, it's just without giving spoilers away. Yeah. It's so hard. There's some pretty what I would consider pretty dramatic moments. Yeah. In the books that sure. when you read the book and you think, wow. I wouldn't have seen that coming. And when you read the very first rebirth, the, the 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 one that starts it all, I think you finish it and go, okay, now I can understand. And there's a there's a villain character, I suppose, villain that most people wouldn't expect. Mm -hmm. And the the motivations for that character haven't been fleshed out really, but we just know that there's a reasons why this person has done this. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it excited me. It reignited the fires of interest for me to read comics after five years of not reading because the new 52 just didn't do it for me. Um, so so you're, you're saying for fans that haven't read comics, it's a good like, you know, entry point for them to yeah, get jump back. on point is what everybody's been telling. Cause me. I haven't read yeah. comics for two years. So I'm already at the two year mark. Already, yeah, which yeah. I feel bad about that already. But uh, uh, like I have, it's been two years since I've read a comic. If you can't get a hold of the, the hard version of the rebirth number one, the main book, Definitely find it as an ebook if you can. Just you have to read through that. Okay, so there's a main rebirth story, kind of like how yeah, there was a main flashpoint. Like yeah, there was like, like a flashpoint book that kicks off the whole right. thing. But you really need to read that one before like you read. Start reading the before monthly. you read right, the Wonder yeah. Woman and and all that stuff. Right. There's so the main rebirth book is the is like book zero, so to speak. Yeah. You right. know? And then for every series, there's a rebirth one for Superman and Batman and so on. That's the right. rebirth ones. Then. You're gonna you're gonna get into the number one, like the actual yeah. number one. Yeah. So, it's it's whoa, it's going to be um, a progression now of seeing how each of these characters or teams develops with this twist that's been added to the storyline. It's yeah. the same twist for for the entire is universe. It all the, is it the same timeline for everybody? Like, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That makes it simple, I guess, because that was the problem with the New 52 is some stories were not in the same – like they were the same universe, but some were like 10 years ago and 15 years ago. Like the Justice League books were like – I don't know how many years before like action comics and like – This is going to change it. This is, the, yeah. this is a game changer. So, I mean, the same characters, but there's a tweak. And the, t the tweak is what's going to set them apart. And you read that in Rebirth, the first read book. Yeah, yeah you, get the, you get the sense of <clears> – <throat> excuse me of why you don't get to see all of the characters in that book but you get to see enough of what's going on the mystery starts to unfold okay and then when you read like superman rebirth one and wonder woman rebirth one and batman and you know, all those then you're going to see more unfolding you're doing a good job of selling it to me because I, I feel like i want to go down and and uh had i known come. that you hadn't read it i would have brought a, the number one with me just oh to read yeah the main book sure but um yeah read that very very first one yeah and and I, I think it's 
Is it in trade form now? They have a no, not yet. Not it's, yet. But I know it's been it's ebook form, and then the, some comic book stores. I'm sure we're gonna. They did tons of reprints. Oh yeah, like they've huge been reprinted like crazy. Like yeah. I'm sure if you go to any comic book store worth its snuff, they'll they'll have go to e- call Emerald. Yeah, Emerald. Yeah, call, yeah, Emerald. call Emerald and say, hey, do you have the very first Rebirth book? And see if they have one on hand. But well, we might want to call somebody a little bit closer. But yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, yes. yeah, but yeah, but I'm sure Emerald have it, and we love Emerald. I just. God, Emerald, please put put a store in Lakeland. We'd love for well, you I guys think to have my a store main, in Lakeland. I think my main problem is there's not really a close comic book shop near me. No, there's not. And that, like, that's seriously, been the rub for us for a long yeah, time. Because mm-hmm. There's not really been one close by. When when me and Johnny were in high school, we had an amazing, amazing store run by the amazing Matt Milburn called Downtown Comics. In Winter Haven. Mm-hmm. And it... Yep. It was a damn institution. It was Like, great. I mean, I spent a lot of my childhood there. Mm-hmm. Like... That was like the comic book store, and that was like the place to go to find out what the new hip geek thing was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, and Matt, just, number one, just being an amazing guy, and two, just kind of watching out for all of us kids. Sure. Like it was a yeah. cool hangout, and mm-hmm. that's where we got to learn about comics, and where I got into comic collecting, and where I really kind of, um, you know, learned all the things that I know now about comics and collecting was from Matt and from that store. And it was great because it was in Winter Haven, so, you know, it was only, you know, 10, 15 minutes away. But the nearest uh, – do you need water? What, what is this? Okay. No, you wouldn't have to look at me. Don't worry. I think that's okay. <laughs> um, but, no, so it was it was neat because it was close by because the biggest problem is – No, um, new the, the biggest problem right now is that the nearest comic book store we have is a good – 30 to 45 minutes well, away. Well, for you, okay, direction. so let, let's, let's for the folks at home, I live in Davenport, Florida. Okay. I'm close to Winter Haven. I'm actually close to, quote-unquote, close to everything, but nothing is, like, com- like a point where I can actually go get a book, like, a, for example. Actually, so, you do. You just don't know it. Books a Million over there at Posner Park sells comics. Yeah. And they're the collector's edition comics. Yeah, and but. Don't get me wrong. I want to go to a comic book store as much as you do, but. I'm just saying for closeness purposes. They do new books? They do brand new books. Do they really? Every week and they're they're the direct editions. I didn't realize I, I didn't realize yeah. they were brand new. I only thought they did trades there. I didn't no, realize no, they did single. They're doing the brand new weekly books now, which I don't know when that happened. They weren't always doing that cuz if I would have known that, I would have been getting Well, f- our good friend Corey Gordo Gringo, he on Twitter, um he is been picking up like all the Ninja Turtle stuff there. So he gets like all the new Ninja Turtles books, books there. I just didn't think that they were would do like new new issues every. I didn't either he was the one that turned. So me maybe on I am, but but as a comic there. book shop, like an actual comic book shop, like I there's Coliseum um, in, in Lakeland, Lakeland which and then is there's the one that's up minutes. that direction too, the one that's kind of Kissimmee-ish, almost by uh, yeah. uh the Carey's house. But that's like yeah. 35 minutes the other way, which yeah. I mean, if it's not that far away, but I just. I, I want a comic book shop like ten minutes down the road, you know, well, where I can yeah. go. All, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in well, a perfect world, yeah. in a perfect world. But like, I feel like if you're in a major city, you have that. You know what I mean? Like you're all you're gonna yeah, have your if comic you book shop. In Orlando, you'd have you that. In Orlando, one, not you throw me, a rock David. and you no. you hit it. Um, but uh, thank you. You know, uh, the problem is, is you've almost got to make a special trip just to go to the comic book store. Yeah, and that's why it's almost like 
if I was going to do it, I'd want to go to one place and say, here's my pull list. So then just once a month, I could go pick up all my books from that month. But I think I'm going to start um, frequenting um, Books a Million because I didn't know they were doing single issues. I yeah. might go and see what they have. They're doing single issues, and I even think they bag and board them for you. Like, Do they really do? They weren't always doing that because I, I would have I known about Corey it. Talk to Corey and Brian. I'll talk to Corey. Because like, Corey's been doing it a lot. With the, and that's, that's with 10, minutes, down, that's 10 yeah. minutes away from us. So yeah. like, I could legit go do that. Damn. We're yeah. gonna be going out tomorrow to pause. Or anyways, I might go by and swing by and see what they have. Go take like, a look. I wanna. I mean, it's not gonna hurt anything. And from what. So just to me... reiterate, for me, because I'm a newbie at this series. Okay. And for the folks at home, there is a how many issues is a rebirth? Just the issue. It's just one issue, but it's big. It's like okay. 40 so some so when you guys say book, it. I guess that's what confused me. Yeah. It's not a trade. It's just one big it's one issue. One big. When you're issue. saying that's trade, you're saying like trade hardcover? means hard, like yeah. like a Nothing, volume. Nothing's like out a, in hardcover yet. I was trying to find. one. I have all my. Yeah, nothing's out in trade yet. Yeah, it just came yeah. out. So, the the first issue of Rebirth, the main the main issue, is still flimsy comic. It's yeah. still you know, and then every title is going to have its own Rebirth version, yeah. and then then it starts the number ones. Yeah, and then it's like so. Batman number one, Superman number one. You know, but they're gonna have. The, like you said, there's one issue that's rebirth. I didn't realize that the rebirth, rebirth was number just a, one for each one, and then they're okay. That do makes the new sense. One. That yeah. makes sense. Okay, so I might when we go shopping tomorrow. We have actually have the day off tomorrow together. I might go buy. Where? I might go to Books and Million and go see what they have. Just because I am curious to kind of this would be a good time to kind of get into it again <laughs> and only get what Facebook. I want. Brian would love to tell you all about it because Brian does it too. Yeah. But only get the ones I want. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to feel like I have Because before it was like. <laughs> you notice how he's looking at me. When yeah. He says yeah. That. <laughs> but, but I appreciate you guys telling me because I didn't really. I would, to be honest, I really wasn't in like. I didn't really have my finger on the pulse of the comic book world because I wasn't reading for two years. I was so. Yeah. other. Like my head was. My head space was in other places, you know, mm -hmm. so I wasn't really. Well, I, I'd been wanting to get back into comic books for a hot minute. Um, and then Rebirth happened. And I'm like, well, this is a perfect jump on point. Like, mm -hmm. there's. At this point, there's really no excuse for me to not. And especially right. because DC, because we were talking about when you were in the other room, DC has kept their price point at $2.99. So all their oh, books have they? Are, yeah. they're all yeah. at two ninety nine. That's good. Even yes. the huge 40-page rebirth is two ninety nine. Wow. Yep. Because I was paying like three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Well, that's a pop what I said. I thought they were like almost $5 a pop. They were, mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, David was telling me they're two ninety nine. That's not bad. I'd... Marvel and the other ones is where you start to worry. Because then yeah. they go to like three ninety nine and four ninety nine. and they kind of yeah. bounce around. Marvel now so. was like – because I was getting the, the Deadpool – uh, Marvel now it was actually really good. Um, uh, like the first, I have the first fifteen episodes, like mint, perfect, bagged, and boarded, uh, and it's a really good series, and uh, I enjoyed it. And that was like the only that one and Cable and uh, or the X Force, uh, Cable and the X Force was the only other Marvel book I was getting, and just because it was so much Marvel, like I couldn't, you know, yeah, that was the so main problem. But, but I feel like with DC, yeah. I can kind of get into this rebirth stuff and kind of. Well, feel I, like I can get into it again because that's I also something said earlier, and you might have been out of the room, but I really like with this rebirth is they pared everything down. Like there is one Superman book, there is one Wonder right, Woman that book, was so there's confusing. one Green Arrow book, yeah. there's one mm -hmm. Batman book, not five Batman books. So yeah, I think because of that alone, it makes it a really yeah. good uh, jump on part. So how many? If you had to put it to a number, how many story books are there right now? Like how many? Twenty? Say twenty? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You had to just put it in there. Maybe 20. Yeah. I'd Maybe. Say it wasn't 52. 15 and 20. Yeah. Okay. Like, you got to think. Like, all your main marquee characters have their own book. 
and then you've got a couple team books like the Justice League book and the Team Titan book. Mm-hmm. But that's like it. It's not near as big as it was. Okay. If you go online and type in Rebirth Checklist, yeah. and if you I did it through Google Images, and it'll pull up the whole visual of what books come out when as well. Oh, oh cool. that's a good that's idea. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, it's a blue picture that has all mm-hmm. the text on it. Sure. So you can see like June, July, and whatever, For the, at least for now. It'll show you which books are um, the carryover from like the new 52 into yeah. it, like the segue issues. Oh, really? That's nice. So yeah. you'll see, and then like when the main rebirth issue is, and then the other. So that'll help you see which titles, and if you decide you want to try, like I'm picking up the number ones for every book, yeah. just so I have the number ones. Sure. From that point forward, I'm going to see. I may only pick up three or four books. I'm not going to, I can't afford, even at three bucks a piece. Books, yeah. It's just too much. Yeah. Right. So I want to read the books for like a, at least the first month or so or two and then see what I want. And I told them at the store, I said, listen, I'm buying the first ones because they're the first ones. After that, I'm probably going to pair my list back. And they said, no, no, that's fine. And Yeah, they're so. just glad for the business. So, I mean, I'm sure they're like, that's totally yeah. fine. And I might go back and buy more if I decide, hey, I liked – I really do want to see more about, let's say, Batman, for example. I want to go back and pick up the other Rebirth books. Which, that would be my question to you. Uh, being a, a, a big DC fan, what in your mind do you think are going to be the books that you're going to end up keeping? Like, once you pare it down and you say, okay, I'm done through the number ones, now I'm only going to get six books or eight well, books or whatever. What do you think are going to be well, the ones to, you stick to, with? To, to use that question in tandem, because another one, of the, I'm kind of trying to remember questions that people were, were emailing. One of the questions that someone emailed uh, us for you, David, was uh, your number two favorite comic book character. Because we obviously know Wonder Woman's your number one. If you had to <laughs> put a number two down there, like if you had to pick like, all right, well, Wonder Woman's like my all-time favorite. But who would be your next comic book fan, like a character that you like? I, I have to say, if as, a, as a separate character from her universe then. Mm-hmm. But I think the first one that jumps to mind for me is Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um. And then next tide would be Green Lantern and Hawkman. Hmm. So, the, I mean, th- and those are from childhood. I mean, Aquaman and right. Green Lantern were my childhood favorites before I was really into this, interested in comics. Yeah. Those are the ones. So, but as, as far as books go, like I was a huge fan of the, the George Perez and Marv Wolfman Teen Titans yeah. when I was a kid. And so the Teen Titans books for me, huge. Like the idea of um, like Donna Troy and or Wonder Girl at the time. Yeah. You know, and all the ones that are in the books. I mean, those those characters resonated with me. I'm not, I'm not as much of a Batman fan. I, I will see him in Justice League. I mean, if I would read a Justice League book, but right. when there were always five or six different Batman titles, I thought, okay, mm-hmm. why does he deserve so many? And and maybe Superman had so many, and you know, and all these other characters had one, maybe maybe two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So so in answer to that question, yeah. those are the the characters that I would look for most. So probably like those three, like the Aquaman and the Hawkman, the Green Lantern are going to be ones that you're probably going to keep getting. Uh, maybe Green Arrow, Green too. Arrow too. I like Green Arrow. So and then as far as team books go, I haven't seen the Justice League version yet, but the uh, the, the Titans book for sure. How was the Titans book? Good. Good. Well, because it, it's it's again it's more of that segue into this, this rebirth new, universe. Yeah. So there's some things in there that yeah. if you've been if you understand what was what what the Titans used to be like. Yeah. I think you'll be pleased in what you see in that book. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Huh. So my, my uh, dream of having a Red Robin book probably will never happen again. Red Robin? You don't know Red Robin? 
Not the d- delicious joint yeah, that's opening the up down the road. Plate that's Yum. Opening up down the street. <laughs> Red Robin. Uh, yeah, Red Robin was a character um, yeah. that I absolutely loved. He, it, it was, um, oh my God, I'm getting a brain fart now. There's different Robins. You had Dick, you had, oh my God. Yeah, Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Jason Tim Drake. Todd. Uh, and J- Jason Todd. Todd, that's right. Jason Todd is redhead, Red Hood. Red I'm, Hood. Get, I'm getting my or arcs here. Tim Drake. Uh, Tim Drake is the closest to Batman of any of the Robins because he, he he's he's very using the brain. Uh, you know he's very. No, he's you know, Nightwing, right? No, no. no. Uh, 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 Dick Grayson um, Nightwing. was Nightwing. So uh, Tim Drake, he was uh, Robin as well. After Jason Todd bit the bullet, mm-hmm. and I felt like. Tim Tim Drake was the closest to Batman because you know he lost he he lost his he didn't like his his whole his whole situation for me was like he you know he wanted to be the best he could be but like he always was thinking about others and I and I felt like he looked at it from a detective standpoint too he's actually really good at solving puzzles and clues right. and so like he for me he he honed since he had the Nightwing and the Batman and all that he honed the Red Robin character which was his own take on Robin. And he had a whole series, which was phenomenal, fantastic series. I didn't even think Chuck Dixon even did a did a, a one shot on uh, Red Robin, but I love that Red Robin character because Dick Tim Drake is my favorite Bat, uh, Robin, yeah. even though he wasn't as he didn't they didn't do a good enough job DC didn't do a good enough job of portraying him as Robin. But when he got his own Red Robin series, I really liked, him. and that's who he is. And uh, he's uh, in um, Teen Titans. He he was uh, Red Robin um, in the New Fifty Two. That was mm-hmm. his character. So. Uh, for me, it's fascinating to kind of see each of the different Robins doing something different. And, of course, the whole uh, – um, what's my brain tonight? Um, I don't know. The other Robin. What is your brain? Damien. Damien Wayne. Damien Wayne. Yeah, which I love, too, by the way. That whole story arc was fascinating. So there was some moments of greatness in 52, but overall it was kind of like, mm, you know, it, w- it, it just – it wasn't that great. Like a lot of the stories and having five Batman books. I mean, I, I have my head was spinning and then having to, I have them all. I'm happy that I have all the whole Joker and the court of the owls. Cause they all intermixed into all the main story issues. I have all of them. Uh, and I have the trades. Uh, if anyone that wants to read those, uh, or if you guys want to read them, I guess no one at home is going to come to my house <laughs> yeah. and get them. What are you <laughs> what talking, are talking about? about? Sorry. Dude. I'm just rambling. Off the rails. I'm just rambling. Wow. Up. Sorry. Off the rails. Anyways, rebirth. I will check them out. If you get folks reading The Rebirth at Home, send us a line, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Let us know what you think and yes. uh, give us a follow. And go see David. He has an awesome Task Force Gaia series, amongst other things he's working on as well. Go check out davidbergerbooks.com. That's B-E-R-G-E-R. And go tell him that the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Thank you for joining us again on the episode, and uh, we will see you soon because uh, we want to mm-hmm. do a – whole uh, retrospective of each of your uh, books. Well, that and I'd like maybe in a few months for him to come back and us all put our heads together once we're caught up. Kind sure, of that'd be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like see what we think. Yeah. Happy hour rebirth. rebirthed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Happy oh, hour rebirthed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'll be the series. I think, I think wow. that'll be fun, especially once we get because I'm interested to see what happens once we get three or four months down the sure. line, yeah, and yeah. see what happens when they stick with these storylines. Like, I'm, I'm excited, so that'd be fun. I mean, to be fair, like the only true great like if I had to if I had to say one book series out of all of 52 that are the top three that stayed consistently great Batman Justice League and Green Lantern those three were superb like uh, yeah. out of the new 52 like if you were I don't know I didn't finish them but of those three I could read every single week and always enjoy them the other ones are the ones that went 
up and down. So the, uh, hopefully that'll be the same, you know, with, um, yeah. you know, and I'm curious about the Wonder Woman book as well, too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really curious about all of it. So maybe if you have a comic book store and you would like <laughs> to uh, talk to us about sponsorship, you can hit us up at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Definitely. We might be able to work out a little tradey trade with you. <laughs> exactly. So wow. thank you so much, David, for joining us again. Oh, and we'll have you get on uh, in the future, maybe for the Rebirth series. Yeah, that'd be, that'd awesome. be a cool little, uh, little series that we're going to do. And uh, how do people find us on the internet? You can find us on the internet at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. And of course, send us your emails to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. And of course, on soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And don't forget to give our podcast a like and hit the, the little heart and the repost. Yeah, we're also on iTunes. We're on yeah. Stitcher. Yeah. Uh, for you Android users, we're on Google Play Music as well. So you just go to the, it's, which is already pre-installed on your Android phone. So no excuses. Just yep. type in happy hour podcast right there. Uh, and then you have iTunes for uh, all you Apple users as well. So check us out on there. And I think that's all of our sources there for now. We might be on other stuff later. But that's the main places you can get stuff. And uh, definitely um, give us a like, comment, favorite, share, retweet, whatever you want to do. And, of course, and uh, when you're tweeting, when you're tweeting, there's three hashtags you want to put in your social media of choice. Hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag HH podcast show, and hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. See ya. Bye.